So if you look at your beliefs that create your thoughts and your thoughts create your reality, a lot of people, as you just said then, they don't really acknowledge or don't believe they've got any limiting beliefs. But we look at the symptoms then. So they go, well, what's happening in relationships? What's happening in work? A lot of times I'll go, well, look, I, I go for promotions. I never get them. I might be running a business. I don't, I don't charge what I'm worth. That's just who I am. Or they go, I'm just no good with money. That's just who I am. And these are all signals of limiting beliefs. Do you want to wake up feeling like you're stepping into who you're meant to be? Into the best possible version of you? What if I told you that the key to your best life, health, and happiness are all around you? You just have to find what works for you. I'm Hope Pedraza, and I believe that there isn't just one way to live a healthy and meaningful life, and that all you need is a little inspiration to make changes that last from the inside out. Each week, I'll be sharing tangible tips and inspirational interviews to help you on your journey. These are the steps to take to improve your life and live with purpose. This is Hopeful and Wholesome. Hey y'all, welcome back to the show. Today I have on the show Michael DeHaan and Michael is a certified money coach and he specializes in unlocking limiting beliefs and behaviors around money that creates financial stress in people's lives. He is also a manifestation expert supporting people to create their life with joy, abundance and vitality. And we are having such a cool conversation today around money, not a topic that we've talked a whole lot about on the show. So I'm really excited to bring this to you because he really gets to kind of the bottom, the root cause, if you will, because I'm all about the root cause of your limiting beliefs around money and about finances and really kind of how that leads to such stress and misalignment and just resistance in people's lives. So we'll talk all about where these beliefs come from how to kind of undo the conditioning around that about these beliefs that we have and how we can really feel more confident and in control about our money and our beliefs for our money. Really excited about this conversation. So let's jump in. Hey, y'all. Let's jump in. I'm here with Michael and we are talking today all about your money beliefs and your money behaviors and where this all comes from. And I'm really excited about this conversation. As I was telling Michael before we started recording, this isn't a conversation we've had yet on the podcast, and I'm excited to really bring this really valuable conversation to y'all. So thanks so much for joining me today, Michael. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Me too. So, you know, there's that saying like mental health is health, which is true, but I also think financial health is health. And I feel like money beliefs and money mindset, that's financial health. Like that's what I think after, you know, doing some work on my own beliefs and everything, I feel like this is such a crucial conversation. So can we kind of start, I guess, with the basics and can you just kind of explain, I know this is quite a loaded question, but you can answer it however you want, but where do our money beliefs and our money behaviors, where do they come from? And firstly, I'd just like to share that we talk about financial health. And if we look at financial stress, which a lot of people were going through, that's one of the leading causes of mental health. Totally, 100%. So, and that's the leading cause of anxiety and depression and even cancer. So that's how it sits in your body, causes those flowing through your body. So I think we really need to acknowledge that the effect on financial stress and people's beliefs around money and how that's showing up and how yeah. that impacts their mental health. For sure. It's, it's very co- correlated. But if we look at where your beliefs really come from, it's how you're brought up. So really that's from naught to seven or they even say the last trimester. And it's really what you're going through then is your conscious mind hasn't formed. So you're just whatever you see, feel or hear that starts to form your programs, starts to form your beliefs. So imagine if you were brought up with a family that were poor or had scarcity or even little things like you go down to the shop with your, with your mum. 
and you want to get some lollies and she says, you know, we're not made of money, you know, you're really greedy, all you want is this, all you want is that, and that's what goes in your program. So if you overlay that with that sort of societal conditioning around people's roles and if you look at, uh, at the female side of it, so they tend to have that sort of carer role. So there's that potentially that dependency. So a, a carer, generally they put themselves last and that financial independence, living your life by design, is not sort of common because, as I said, you're just caring about everyone else. So it's very hard to build that sort of financial independence, that financial literacy to really look after yourself and, and feel like you're living your life on purpose. Right. So when those beliefs are like literally in our DNA, like what do we do to untangle <laughs> all of that? <laughs> and it's interesting because I, a lot of people I talk to, the majority of people I talk to, I'm going to call it they sleepwalk through life. So we look at the role of the subconscious mind. It's, it's really to it's survival. So that, that's sort of what makes decisions. So if you look at your beliefs that create your thoughts and your thoughts create your reality, a lot of people, as you just said then, they don't really acknowledge or don't believe they've got any limiting beliefs. But we look at the symptoms then. So they go, well, what's happening in relationships? What's happening in work? A lot of times I'll go, well, look, I, I go for promotions. I never get them. I might be running a business. I don't charge what I'm worth. That's just who I am. Or they go, I'm just no good with money. That's just who I am. And these are all signals of limiting beliefs. And I think what we have to do is we have to really understand what's going on in our life. We've got to be really sort of conscious and curious and start asking questions about how things are showing up in our life because they're all sitting there, but because they're in our subconscious below consciousness, we don't know where they are, we don't see them, we don't feel them, but they're in our body. Right. So one of the key things, and I, I, Dr. Bruce Lipton's got a saying that your life is a printout of your subconscious mind, and it's, it's so powerful to actually say things aren't, if you're not living in joy, abundance, and living your life with intention, then you've got to start asking questions and going, well, where are my blocks? Where do I feel stuck? And start looking at the root cause and start asking the questions for yourself. So this belief comes up all the time. Here's my thoughts. I'm picking them up as I'm thinking them. Where do they come from? Are they real? They might have been real 30 years ago, but are they real now? You know, and are they serving me? So that's really the awareness piece is just so critical because a lot of people, as I said, just go through autopilot and just think that that's their lot in life. They're not good at this. They're not good at that. But right. in actual fact, it's just something within them internally that's holding them back. Yeah. So that's really the first step. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like a lot of this is kind of like, I feel like a lot of us, you know, we get stuck in that kind of victim mentality, right? And I feel like I get this a lot in the nutrition space is people feel like they're just a victim to their genes, right? Like, well, my, you know, all these things are genetic. So I'm, you know, I'm bound to get these things that my parents had. And I feel like it's kind of the same way with this money mindset, right? Is, you know, they can't see past what's in front of them or what's been behind them. And they see, you know, their parents struggled and their grandparents struggled. And so I guess what are some some things people can do to kind of break through those? I mean, because it, it is limiting beliefs, but it's it's hard to kind of get past that when that's all you know. Like, how do we get past those? Yeah, and people got to start working out what they really want in life. Mm -hmm. So what does bring them joy? And, and your analogy about someone that might be overweight is an example. So again, it's looking for the root cause. So if they go to a gym, they lose 10 kilos. And they walk away. Well, if we haven't dealt with root cause, they're just going to put the weight back on. Yeah. Right. Right. So we sit down and we actually just start building that, what their life really looks like, what they want to create in their life. And it's not around money. So it's, it's around self worth. 
So and we go through where do they want to live? What do they love doing? What do they want to learn? What's their legacy? What do they want to be known for? And then we actually build that future self. So we take people out, whether that be five or 10 years, and they've got to have a sensory experience around it as well because, in a sense, talking to their subconscious mind, where your right. subconscious mind is going, no, you're not. You don't deserve that because yep. that's, that's a habit. So it's really looking at that future life, what you really desire, what will bring you that joy and abundance, and then changing the habits and just keep changing the habits. So, And it takes a while to change habits, as you would know, especially in the fitness industry. So, <laughs> so and, yeah. and people can tend to give up. Yeah. The people can do it for two weeks or whatever and go, well, look, I'm not seeing the, the shifts. You know, this, this is not for me. I'm, I'm going back to my old beliefs, you know, because in a sense that's, that's your comfort zone. Yeah, it's easy. That's your safety zone, yeah. And it, as I said, it's easier. So it's really holding that space where people can stay out of that comfort zone long enough to change their habits and then start creating this new life. Yeah, I love that. Well, and I, I like your, I like the correlation with the like get to the root cause because that's my whole thing as a functional nutritionist is like getting to the root cause. So I love that because it is, I mean, so often these limiting beliefs come from, you know, self-worth and self-esteem and all of those like deep rooted issues. And so what are some, because I, I feel like the other piece of this is how to uncover like the root cause. Because a lot of times like you're talking about, it's so buried within our subconscious. It's like, you know, it, it's so hard to get to. Are there any things people can do, like practical things they can do to kind of help themselves get to the root cause? Like they want to get to the root cause. How can we help kind of bring that to the surface? Yeah. And I think you've got to be honest with yourself. A lot of times we'll take relationships as an example. So a lot of times I'm in a relationship with you and things aren't going well. We're not communicating. There's self-sabotage and things going on in the relationship. And I'll, I'll put the blame on you. I'll just say, well, you know, I'm getting triggered by things that you do you're annoying it's not about me at all so i'm this perfect person in a sense there so it's really looking in the mirror one what does trigger you because generally that's a reflection on you and what's going on inside so it's and it's having that honesty and the awareness and i i think with the globe sort of quietening down with covid there's a lot more people going internally Mm -hmm. we're we're just in this busy world everyone was external validation whether that be promotions money ego status whatever now there's a sort of a stillness where people can actually just breathe into themselves and actually go, well, what is happening in this relationship? Right. How am I involved in this? What am I creating in this? And have that open conversation and just listen to your body. Your body will tell you. Mm-hmm. It always tells you the truth. Mm-hmm. So it'll come and, and go, well, you know, this is how you're brought up, that you, you're brought up around conditional love, as an example. So you had to please your mum and dad. And, and this is no blame on how you're brought up, but... You had to please your mum and dad. You had to be good at school. You had to, you know, do what they told yep. told you to do all the time. So, and when you understand that game, well, that's sort of how I was brought up. I want to have love as unconditional, mm-hmm. not conditional around something there. So, you start having different conversations with your partner. Start saying, now I've always had all these conditions. I've actually just, whatever my old beliefs were, I brought that into the relationship and this is how it's playing out. And that's really impactful because then that's transformation. Yeah. Then you, sure. then you can make a choice to change it and have deeper conversations and really ask better questions about yourself and your partner. Yep. I love that awareness piece. And that's something I, 
I talk about probably too much, but I feel like it, you can't <laughs> get away from that awareness piece because especially in the realm of nutrition, like I always say to my clients, like we can't change what we're not, not aware of, right? So we right. have to know what's going on in our body to be able to know what we need to fix. And so there's this whole like kind of process I go through with my clients to help them like to build body awareness, but it's the same thing with your financial beliefs, right? It's just that sense of awareness. I love that. Yeah, and a lot of it comes down to root cause around self-worth. Yep. And it plays out in all parts of their life, with nutrition, um, exercise, health, mental health. It, it all comes from this sort of self-worth and you, you find this sort of self-sabotage. You find this procrastination. So even people I talk to, you know, when they want to do something, they've got a desire in life, but they procrastinate. Mm-hmm. So straight away, that, that's a limiting belief. So people label that as lazy, but mm-hmm. it's not. Right. It's really you staying in that comfort zone and it's subconscious that if you do these three things, it's going to create this abundant life. Yep. But I'm not worthy of that. So I'll either self-sabotage, procrastinate. Yep. I, I won't do what I need to do to you know, create this life of, that I desire. So, and then that, they stay in that stuckness of life happens to me. Yep, that victim mentality. Mm-hmm. Exactly right, yeah. There's also the, the victim mentality comes up a lot, but also this innocence. Yeah. So this innocence about I'll put my head in the sand, um, mm-hmm. it'll go away, I yep. won't confront it. Right. I don't Total want to be avoidance. accountable. Exactly. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. They're two big ones that I see mm-hmm. in regard to money. But in life, money's energy. Yeah. When people are sort of blocked with that energy, then there's where the block is and where it come from. So um, yeah. it was interesting because I'll share a story because I, I was interviewed recently and um, we're talking about your sort of beliefs around how you're brought up, and we were we had a money context too. She said, oh, I, "I just can't get over the fact that my so I've got a sister eight years younger. She's always struggled, always running businesses there that you know went broke a number of times, and just always struggled with money." And she said, "My sister, whatever she touches turns to gold. Mm-hmm. So she can just create anything in life, and it just happens. It's just like magic." So she said, "I don't understand that then, because you're saying it's about our upbringing." So I, I asked permission to dig a bit deeper, and she was brought up on a farm in Australia. So when she was brought up when she was young, there was a drought in Australia. So there was scarcity. Mm. There was a lack of money. They almost had to sell the farm. So they were in survival mode. And when her sister was born eight years later, the rains had come. There was oh, abundance. Wow. There was stock. And um, so she, the younger sister, had this mindset is that money flows freely to me. Money is easy to come by. and that took her 35 years to come up to that realisation. Wow. That was just how I was brought up and, and understanding the story behind it, then you can change it. Yep. The light bulb moment and just to see her going, I've just been in this survival mode for 35 years, mm-hmm. struggling with relationships, struggling with money, struggling with business. I was always in struggle. Yeah. And that was just the eye-opener on how powerful your upbringing in is and your societal conditioning, a, a woman running a business, how that all plays out in regard to limiting beliefs and how you show up. Yes, 100%. Well, and it's crazy, like you mentioned before, that money is is just energy, how it transfers, I mean, it transfers over to everything. So like this woman you're talking about, she was having trouble with business and relationships. And so it wasn't just the money piece. Like, no. so it's crazy to see, like, when you really think about that money is energy, how it, it just over, it's crosses over into every aspect of your life exactly and uh, people say you're because I'm, I'm a money coach i've been in money all my life and people say you're not a money coach are you 
because <laughs> 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 the conversations it's providing that safe container for them to tell their truths yeah and then you see how it's playing out in all their life yep they're going this money's a part yeah of it understand that but i really need a lot of self-care a lot of self-healing around the stories i've been telling myself for however many years yep. i want to create new stories i want to start creating my life how i design not a life that's created for me right for sure yeah well and it's like we said when we first started it i mean that you know mental health is health but talking about the the link between like financial health and mental health and your stress levels and just your health overall like the amount of stress that comes from like these underlying money beliefs i mean it it really affects everything so i mean it really does affect your whole life it does yeah and not accepting that so not accepting that that's my lot in life and going exactly everyone has a choice to change but it's got to come from awareness yeah right yeah well, and the other thing I wanted to ask you too, because I find, you know, in different courses and stuff that I've taken, there's a lot of things, there's like patterns, like we have patterns that a lot of times are kind of hidden beneath things. And we don't realize we have the patterns. So can you speak a little bit about that, about like some patterns that you see with maybe people that you work with that, you know, they're not necessarily aware of, but it's clearly, you know, patterns that are related to these limiting beliefs, like whether it's things they do, the way they do things, like things that you've seen as far as patterns. Yeah, that's a really good question. And that's sort of the first time that there's a bit of confrontation because they got to look in the mirror. <laughs> so if we go back to people's money stories, far back as they can remember, ideally from five or, or six, and then we, we play that out. So what are different things that have happened to you in your life? And it could have been running a business, making poor financial decisions, comes up a lot. Yep. And they actually look at that. And they can see every three or four years that they've been making the same old mm-hmm. decisions and yep. they've never really sort of sat down and gone back in time and actually looked at that and they went, I've been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> yeah. I've never really looked at it and that's a pattern that's been in my life for so long. What do I do now? Because that, and as I said, that's quite emotional when you actually look back and oh, I've been self-sabotaging for so many years Absolutely. and I've been in this sort of stuckness, this stress. And I've created it. So how do I transform? How do I change? And that, that's the biggest question because awareness is great, but what's the next tool? What's right. How do you actually transform and how do you actually start creating new beliefs, new thoughts, a new reality? That's where people get stuck. And that's a lot of the work we do really around, you know, what do you want your life to look like? Vision that, sense it, you know, feel it, smell it, see it. What does that look like? And then implant that where you do it consistently and your subconscious mind goes, Okay, this is really happening. You know, hope is really fed income about this in, in the sense that, you know, this is really what she wants for a future. I thought she was just, you know, saying that in conscious mind. <laughs> just <laughs> and then it starts showing up. So each day you, you, you're doing intentions with clarity around what your future looks like and it starts to come into your life. Yeah, I love that. So I want to kind of rewind and I want to kind of tie your story into this. How did you get into this whole money coaching and manifestation and all of this, how did you get into this world? Yeah, so I, I was brought up with four children, single mom. So we had a lot of scarcity, self-worth, and uh, we did it hard. And I never knew what that meant at the time. And it took me over 35 years to work it out myself. Mm. So the purpose for me is to, because there's so many people on that journey, is to not go down that whole pathway that I did. So I found myself, I was in um, financial planning, banking. I was in money all my life. Oh, wow. So I could make money for people. 
Mm. But when I looked at my own situation, I was self-sabotaging. I was making poor financial decisions. I was going into business with business partners I shouldn't have. I put my family home at risk. And all I was doing, as I said, was that real self-sabotage for over 35 years. So there's a lot of financial stress in my life. And so I, I went down the pathway of suffering from anxiety, depression, and then I got prostate cancer. Oh, wow. And I, I lost my marriage. So it was more of a survival thing. Like that was, a, that was my body going, if you're not going to listen to me, I'll show you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's, so it was really that going internally because it was always that external validation and how I showed up in the world. Everyone went, he's an amazing dad, an amazing family. He's got a great career, like so successful. And externally, that's what it looked like. And internally, I was going through this, you know, tough period for over 20 years. So that pathway and a lot of the coaching or support you can give to clients is that you've walked the pathway. You've seen that you've had to come out, you've come out the other side and you're creating this life. So we, we've got financial freedom in our life. Now we're living our life by design. We're living our life that creates joy and abundance. There's a whole different energy, a whole different communication. There's a whole different self. So that the process of one, having awareness, which is the toughest bit, then going, why well, choose change? I choose it because I want to be on this planet. <laughs> yeah. If I continued down that path, I wouldn't have been. So, um, and I, I'd prefer people to actually have that awareness earlier in life. Yes. And create the change to um, support them to live their life. Well, I mean, who better else to teach than that? I mean, your your journey yeah. speaks for itself. So I think, I mean, that's that's what makes, you know, incredible teachers is you've lived the experience and you're, you know, teaching people the, my husband calls it the dummy tax. It's like what not to do, right? Like here's how to do it. Exactly. Here's what not to do. So I yeah. mean, you've done it. That's, it's awesome. So what are some practical things uh, just for people who are listening right now who, you know, some of this is resonating and they're kind of having some aha moments like, oh, I do have some patterns and stuff that I've kind of been, you know, neglecting. I haven't come up until now listening to this. What are some things people can do now to help them start to feel more confident around money, to feel more in control around money, to feel like they can move towards like this abundance that you're talking about? Yeah. and there's. The first thing, we, we've got a scorecard app, which is a financial wellness scorecard app. So in three minutes, they can actually answer 16 or 17 questions awesome. and then start getting a guide and some things that they can put in place to sh- start shifting that confidence around the flow of money, around their beliefs around money. And as I said, it starts with that awareness. So another thing I strongly recommend is for people to really, and this is what I do for my clients, really go back and write down all the things that have happened around money their money story because again you'll see the patterns there you're going wow like one i've actually got an understanding of how i am like in the regard to well-being space i understand my patterns how the, my behaviors how they're showing up i really now i want more mm-hmm. i want to start and this is a confidence thing this is you know someone coming to terms and going i want change yep i want to do something different making the decision yeah yeah yeah, yeah. great i love it so before I, um, I have one more question I want to ask you. Before I ask you that, where can everyone find more about you and working with you and really just kind of building some better beliefs with around everything that you're teaching? Yeah, so our website's Quantum Leap Global, Q-U-A-N-T-U-M-L-E-A-P global.com. <laughs> Wait, so remember, there's not no you on there, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they can actually organize a complimentary meeting, a discovery meeting, which we Perfect. dig a bit deeper into into their sort of beliefs around money. I can give you the details for that complimentary call and I can give you the 
the um, connection to that scorecard app. That's one of the most powerful applications that people can do themselves if if they want to just learn about themselves before coming to see someone like me Yeah, and start doing some practices that will support them Mm -hmm. before they even come and see me. So I'm, I'm happy to provide that as well. Yeah, that'd be great. I love that. Perfect. Yeah. And go do the scorecard. Like that sounds like, I mean, a huge first step. So I love that. Yeah, that sounds great. So the last question I have is a question I like to ask everybody before you go. What do you think is the most important thing you can do to live with purpose? I think is is understanding your values. So really understanding, and I I call it legacy and and people talk about what's written on your tombstone in the sense there. So, and that analogy stays really strong with me. So we're about creating change, about creating that legacy. And if you've got clarity around what that looks like for you, that's how you show up every day. And one of the best sayings that I've heard is that one day I'll do something and you just flip it day one. You move from day one day to day one because everyone does one day. Mm-hmm. And day one, that, that creates that I'm going to do something now. I'm not going to do it in five or ten years. I'm not going to continue down this pathway. So four words, but very powerful. I love that. That's so, it is powerful. I love that. Well, and it's like you said earlier, you just, you decide you want the change. Like you just decide to do it. So yeah, I yeah. love that. That's yeah. perfect. I love it. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Michael. This is such a good conversation. It's such an important conversation. I'm so glad you're able to bring some insight around this money conversation and helping people improve their financial health. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your insight. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Hopeful and Wholesome, y'all. If you found value in this week's episode, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review to let me know what you thought. I love to know what you find useful in these episodes so I know how I can provide the most value I can to my listeners. And if you have topics that you want to know more about, I'd love to hear those as well. So shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. It's at the Hope Pedraza or visit my website, hopefulandwholesome.com. Thanks, y'all.